What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm gonna to be going through how you guys can dominate your ESPN fantasy football drafts. Over the next few days, I'm gonna be going through a bunch of different platforms, basically talking about the best values you know, on each platform because the draft positions, the draft prices of players are gonna be different you know, from ESPN to Yahoo to Sleeper. So today we're focusing in on ESPN. I've been doing a ton of mock drafts on the platform. I've been looking at their ADP, their rankings, and I feel like ESPN is honestly one of the best platforms to really just dominate your leagues. If you're playing with people who are kind of just drafting based on the ESPN rankings or based on the ESPN ADP, I really think you can put together some absolutely stacked teams. So in this video, I'm going to be going through each position, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, talking about my favorite values at each position, and then just some like overall general draft strategy. So if you enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. But enough of me talking about the intro. Let's just jump right into the video. And we're going to start it off at the running back position. So these are going to be players going in like the premium rounds. So basically like first five rounds of your fantasy drafts. And these are going to be the running back position. So I kind of feel like the running back position is pretty, you know, strongly valued, you know, through like the first two rounds. I feel like the prices of a lot of players are fair. There were a few guys who stuck out. First off, Christian McCaffrey. He is being drafted as the running back two, but it's basically McCaffrey or Eckler, like back-to-back -back in terms of ADP. You have Cooper Cup going in front of Christian McCaffrey by a pretty significant amount. So if you have Christian McCaffrey going firmly at the number three spot, he can slip to number four, number five. There have been mock drafts where I got him at like the number six pick. If Christian McCaffrey is falling to number six, that is absurd value. So if Christian McCaffrey is going anywhere other than like number two, at latest number three, he just becomes an elite, elite pick. He's my running back one. So, you know, maybe not an extreme value because he's still going as like the third overall player, but there is room for him to fall a little bit. And I have seen it in different drafts. Then we have DeAndre Swift. He's being drafted as the running back eight, which I don't think the RB8 is like an absolute steal. I believe that's about right where I have him but he is going at pick 18. So you're seeing some of these wide receivers get pushed in front of him in terms of ADP. I think DeAndre Swift should be locked in as an early second round pick. So if you're able to snag him in the middle of the second round, I think that's really strong value. Another running back, Leonard Fournette. Actually, I'm just gonna run through all three of these players at the same time. Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, and Saquon Barkley. All three of those players are really, really close together in my rankings. And I think all of them are values here. Fournette is going off the board at the 20th pick, Aaron Jones at the 23rd, and Saquon all the way in the mid-third round at the 31 selection, the RB16. So I think Fournette and Jones are like solid values. Saquon Barkley is just a screaming buy. At this point in the offseason, being able to draft third round Saquon Barkley and not even early third round. Like you can start off your draft going, I don't know, say Justin Jefferson at like the five pick. Then you swing around, snag Swift, and then Saquon Barkley in the third round. You could just be putting together an absolute powerhouse by snagging Saquon Barkley. And the reason why I like these values at running back, first off, I just think they're solid picks. But also, as you get later on in drafts, even starting in like the third round, the running back position kind of falls apart. You kind of see people forcing running backs. So you have guys like David Montgomery, Cam Akers. These are players who have crept their way into the third round. And then it just leads to a cycle where all these other like, 
you know, mid to back end, running back two, start getting pushed up. You're drafting players like Miles Sanders in the late fifth round, just kind of gross picks like that. So if you're able to lock in your running backs in the first, second, third round, and then hammer the wide receivers, which I'm going to get to soon, I think you can set yourself up really, really well. So for the most part, I think you should be avoiding the running backs basically like late third round and on until like round eight, round nine. Obviously, if there's like an insane value, you go after it. But there are two running backs that stick out to me as great values. These are players I've been into all offseason. It is Brees Hall at the RB20 and then Travis Etienne at the RB23. So right now, Brees Hall is going at the 4-5 turn and Travis Etienne is going at the 5-6 turn. Insane, insane value for these players. If you go wide receiver early on and you're able to snag these guys in like the fourth, fifth, even sixth round, like that is a great addition to your fantasy roster. Two absolute steals right there. So those are like the earlier round running backs I'm going after. CMC, Swift, Fournette, Aaron Jones, Saquon, then Brees Hall and Travis Etienne. Now I talked about kind of fading a lot of the guys in that RB dead zone. Once we start to get to the RB dead zone, these are some like mid-round running backs I'm looking at. And by mid-round, I mean like kind of like round eight, round nine, round 10 in that range. So I have three guys here. The first two are going to be Tony Pollard and AJ Dillon. They're going at around pick 100, RB 31 and RB 32. I think both of these players give you like flex potential on a week-to-week basis, you know, in their current setup, right? I think Pollard's going to be involved. Dylan's going to be involved in somewhat of a committee with Aaron Jones. They're going to be, you know, decent fantasy producers, probably like high-end RB3s week to week, but they both possess just insane upside if the running back ahead of them goes down with injury. So if Zeke gets hurt, if Aaron Jones gets hurt, these are players who you're plugging into your lineup as like locked in top 10 running backs on a week to week basis. So you're getting the floor play with them, but you also have this like untapped potential that you're drafting in like the eighth ninth round. So I really like both of those players. If one of those guys is like your RB3, RB4, I think you're setting yourself up really well. Even if they're like your RB2 in like a hero RB build or a zero RB build, I think those are also strong options. And then one more dude going a little bit later than Pollard and Dylan. We have Chase Edmonds at pick 115, the RB34. I just think this is too late for someone who probably has a clearly defined role as like the receiving back but also just like uncertainty. You have Mostert there, Michelle. Like if Edmonds could get some early down work, I think he becomes a really nice pick here at 115. And you know, you're not giving up, you know, a ton of draft capital picking him here. Now on to some of the late round running backs. I think there is insane value in the later rounds at the running back position. You have guys like legit locked in handcuffs being picked after like kickers and defense. Like when you're looking at the rankings on ESPN, it'll be like the kickers and defense and like the 160 range, some of these players are like ranked as like 200 something, and they're like elite top tier handcuff options. So just running through these guys, Alexander Madison, Ronald Jones isn't even a handcuff. Like he's someone who could legit compete for a starting job. And I am not a fan of Ronald Jones. So that's how low he's being drafted for me to be in on him. Guys like Damian Pierce competing for the starting job, and then handcuffs, Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White. These are the guys I want to be drafting as my RB4. RB5. They're not going to give you week-to-week value from day one, but that's not what you're drafting at RB4 and RB5. You're drafting someone who, if an injury happens, they step in and are elite talents. These are the guys I'm looking for, RB4, RB5 in that range. So those are the running backs that I'm targeting as a whole. I think there's a lot of really solid values there. 
And now on to some of the earlier round wide receivers. So right now, T. Higgins is being drafted mid to back end of the third round. I think that's crazy. A guy like A.J. Brown, like I did not think I was going to be in on A.J. Brown this season. And I think in general, I'm still probably lower on him than consensus. But him going at the 3-4 turn here is absurd. Even though he's going as the wide receiver 12, you're seeing him fall to like late third round, which at that point, like the situation is not great, but the talent is going to win out here. These two are back-to-back in my rankings, Michael Pittman and Deontay Johnson. I view both of them as mid-third round picks. Pittman's going early fourth round. Deontay Johnson is going at the 4-5 turn. Love both of those guys. Then we have, you know, some still kind of medium age uh, wide receivers here. Marquise Brown going at the 60th pick, wide receiver 21. I really like his fit here with the Cardinals offense. And then Chris Godwin, this ADP may start to rise with the recent news about him, you know, potentially being in play for week one, but he's going as the wide receiver 27. Even if that rises to like wide receiver 21, wide receiver 22, I still think he's going to be a really strong bet this year. People have been so scared off by his, you know, ACL tear. And obviously, you know, it's something to be concerned about, but it's something where like people are drafting Saquon after the same injury, like actually a worse injury because I think he had meniscus damage. They were drafting him as a first round pick. All of a sudden, everyone's acting like Chris Godwin's never going to be the same player again. Very in on Chris Godwin. And then there's this pocket of value at wide receiver. I think the first and second year wide receivers are being wildly undervalued on ESPN. So guys like Devonta Smith, Drake London, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Traylon Burks, and Sky Moore. So you have players like Devonta Smith, Drake London, being picked like back end of the double digit picks, 93, 93.4. Rashad Bateman, like I view Bateman as a back end wide receiver too. I'd be willing to take him in like the fifth round. He is going at pick 97. That is crazy. Elijah Moore going in the triple digit picks. Same thing with Traylon Burks. People are scared off by his asthma. I am buying into, you know, an elite talent, first round pick. A guy like Sky Moore, one of my favorite late round picks, going as wide receiver 56. This is a wide open Chiefs wide receiver room. I think Sky Moore can make an impact from day one. I love him as a talent. I have serious concerns about both MVS and Juju. So Sky Moore, another great young pick. And then just one more wide receiver to throw out here. Michael Gallup is going as the wide receiver 62. I know he tore his ACL, probably not going to be ready for week one. But I mean, like this is the wide receiver two on a Cowboys team. People were so wildly hyped up about like CeeDee Lamb and Cooper last season. Obviously, Michael Gallup is not that type of player. But I mean, to be wide receiver 62, like that is a valuable role in that offense. I will have basically Michael Gallup on every single team. He's just buried down the ESPN rankings. So I'm going to have a ton of shares of Gallup on my ESPN teams. Now, moving over to the quarterback position, I think there are kind of three clear values and all three are like these elite upside type of players. So right now, Kyler Murray is going in the sixth round. Sixth round, Kyler, I'm in on all day, going as the QB5. Then you have Jalen Hurts going in potentially the seventh round as the QB6. You're going to see actually quarterbacks fall a lot later on ESPN drafts than you will on other platforms. Kind of seems weird to me. I would actually expect them to go higher. Because, you know, it's more of like a casual platform, I'd say, you know, not as many hardcore leagues. So Kyler and Hurts, I think, are really solid values. Like there's no way other players should be going like, like Mahomes should not be going two rounds ahead of these guys. I don't think Herbert should either. And then the last guy is basically someone you can just like snag like in the 11th round. 
Trey Lance going at pick 125, the QB 14. I think Trey Lance has legit like QB one overall potential. Not saying that's likely, but I think he's one of these guys, right? We had Lamar, what was it two or three years ago where he had that crazy breakout? We had Jalen Hurts last year. I feel like Trey Lance has that type of arc this season. Fantastic weapons around him. He doesn't even need to be a good quarterback to kind of live up to these expectations. He can be very good for fantasy and just be like a decent NFL quarterback. So I really like Murray, Hurts, and Lance. And now on to the final position. We've got the tight ends. I think there is some serious value on elite tight end options. Once you get past the top three tight ends, I feel like the ADP of them is pretty fair, you know, pretty similar to other platforms. But for some reason, like the elite options are just being wildly devalued. On like the ESPN rankings, they rank like Mark Andrews and Kelsey at like 29 and 30, like wildly low. So they do get picked ahead of that. But Kelsey's going at pick 21.7. So he's going back end of the second round. Mark Andrews is going early third round. Like I don't see that type of value on any other platform. Mark Andrews is typically locked into the first two rounds. Travis Kelsey normally doesn't make it past like pick 18. Both of these players are consistently going after that. So I love going elite tight end. And then a guy like Kyle Pitts, who I think should be going probably at latest, like back into the third round. He is going like early to mid fourth round. So just the first three tight ends, I think we should be all over these guys because the value starts to level out once we get to like Kittle, Waller. Both those players are ranked kind of lower on the ESPN rankings, but people kind of recognize that and they pick them higher. And then once you're getting into like Schultz, you know, Goddard, Hawkinson, there's really not a ton of value with any of those guys. So elite tight end, I think is definitely the way to go on ESPN drafts. So those are some of like my clear targets. Let me know what you guys think about these players down below in the comment section. I really urge you guys to like check out the ADP and the rankings of the platform before you draft. Like if you're doing an ESPN league, I really think you guys can clean up. There are some clear, clear values, especially if you're in like home leagues, family leagues, you know, leagues with friends who aren't super serious about it. They're not going to know about like some of the young wide receivers who I think can have major breakouts. They're not going to be drafting these like top handcuff options who can give you RB1 potential later on in the season. So make sure you guys take advantage of that. If you enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. I'm going to do these for other platforms like Yahoo, Sleeper. We'll see if I add some other ones in there. But thank you all for staying to the end and I'll see you guys in the next one.